Hey, it's the Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel Jerry Lopez, filling in for Hammer. Also in studio with us, Abdul Akeem Shabazz, IndiePolitics.org, and host of Abdul at Large, Saturdays here on 93 WIBC. Abdul, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. How are you? Doing good. Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwans, and Happy Winter Solstice and all those. That's why I just say Happy Holidays. It's sure. not that I have a problem with Christmas. Like There's just so many holidays. Just Happy Holidays just takes care of everything. Well, all and I'm sure as a good practicing Muslim, you're able to tra- uh, appreciate the tradition of Christmas amongst the Christians, right? Yes, I have my bacon and my Monty Python's Life of Brian every Christmas <laughs> morning. <a> bacon? <laughs> yes, I do. Isn't there something, isn't there a rule of about bacon in the Muslim yes. religion? Yes, there is. <laughs> and alcohol rules. as well? Yeah, there are lots of rules. Now, you mentioned Kwanzaa. I'm about to play a clip next segment of your girl, Kamala Harris, vice president, uh, taking to social media and and pretending and being forced to pretend like her family celebrated Kwanzaa when she was born in 1964. Like, does Kwanzaa have any relevant, like, meaning oh. to you at all? And, like, do you buy at all that, that, that Kamala Harris and her family? When Kwanzaa didn't really, I mean, it was invented in the 60s, Yeah, yeah Kwanzaa didn't exist, didn't come in the practical bit until, like, the early 1970s. It was, it was, yeah, it was been like, yeah, been like in the 1960s, and I get it. It was, it was some communist professor that... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I get the principles, like, you know, unity, community, and all that other stuff. I, I get it. But but to say that we celebrated Kwanzaa back in 1964, it's like I don't think you could have. That's technically impossible because it didn't exist back then. Uh, another thing, real quick, movie reviews. What movies have you seen so far? That's into holiday tradition. Uh, for I the... saw Aquaman two. How was it? Not bad. It was okay. It, it was as was far it as worth it... the price of admission. Yes, but we we also uh, went during the day. Oh, you you're a big. Did your wife go? Yeah, we went we went matinee during the day. That way, I don't feel cheated. Now, full price, three D. Eh, yeah, not so much. So but, you would but, read like three out of four stars for Aquaman two. Yeah, is that the biggest movie right now? Like of this uh, of the holiday season? Well, actually, the biggest movie right now is actually Barbie. Uh, Still stream, stream uh, streamline Barbie. I think my gra- I think my parents are taking the kids to see Migration. Yeah. You know, you don't do the the animated movies. No, nah, not not necessarily. Okay. No. Um, so your beat is local politics. Indiepolitics.org is something you write. You're an attorney of law yep. as well. And, you know, we have you on intermittently throughout the year talking some some big local stories. Off the top of your head, what are just some of the things you remember from 2023 in terms of major local news stories? And not even local, statewide news stories that would have an effect. Yeah, one of the things I did uh, to prepare for this was I went back and looked at uh, my web blog, IndiePolitics.org, and looked at sort of my analytics uh, for the year. Which I always uh, used to sell to my advertisers. Like, hey, look, folks, we got but lots like, and lots the, of web- What do you mean, the stories that got the most play yeah, yeah, on your most, website? Yeah, got the most play. And the biggest story that got the most play, ironically, uh, was one about. Uh, there were there were a couple different stories that were sort of sort of tied. Uh, one of which was it was an episode of Indiana Issues that I did back in February uh, about lawmakers actually having a hearing on marijuana possession. Was the biggest story on our web blog? Really? Uh, of the whole of the whole year. Followed, and then there are other wow, some, they're really making progress there. They oh. had a hearing about marijuana legislation, right? Hey, hey, one day we may have Sunday, one Sunday retail car, oh, Sunday retail car sales. Um, <laughs> that, that was one of our biggest stories of the let year. Me, let, me, let me say something real quick, because I saw a headline that said the Biden administration was thinking about changing, I, what is it, a Schedule 1 drug? Yeah, yeah, to, make, yeah to, make, to take marijuana off the, off the Schedule 1, make it Schedule 3. And does that move the needle nationwide? Uh, quite a bit, yeah, because basically you can treat it like Tylenol. You can go to the store. You can buy it at the, the, the at the pharmacy. You can get it, and also uh, you can bank now because one of the big issues always been with banks, and what do you do with with, with money from yeah. marijuana proceeds? Which but why- that I mean that was Holcomb's whole aversion to 
uh, legalizing even medicinally marijuana is because at the federal level is still illegal and even though you know dozens of states have, have kind of seemed yeah. to figure it out he never really yeah and that'll, that'll probably that'll probably change i would not be surprised if it changed in 2024 for, really? for, for, for a number of reasons really yeah one of which is an election year <laughs> well wait a minute holcomb's not running for re-election well no but but joe biden is <laughs> oh okay you're saying at the national level okay right. he's going to be the big hero and, and yeah. they're they are going to make that change I, w- I would not be surprised if it happened next year so that was the so the article on indiepolitics.org was about state lawmakers having some sort of convening some session a meeting about legalization yeah. okay yeah, yeah, yeah that All was right. a big story also uh two other big stories uh was uh joe hogg says why filed for divorce a week before uh, the 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 election uh, when she filed, that was a big story. What uh, does it did it say? Why irreconcilable differences? The, irre- yeah, irreconcilable obligatory. Yes, well, irreconcilable differences. What was in the what was in the complaint that I saw? How do you okay? Is that newsworthy? Is that is that something that that people need to be aware of? I, w- I would say yes. How comfortable were you reporting on that? Um, a, a it was public record. Uh, and number two, we just reported the straight the straight facts. Uh, you, you hear lots of rumors, lots of different stuff, like, but none of that could be uh, substantiated, so it didn't, didn't mess with that. But also, two, I think the fact that when she filed, you know, right before, you know, the election, you know, says quite a bit. And to me, that to me that was a big that was a big news. What does story. it say? I mean, to, to me, to me, it says that she did. <laughs> a Stephanie did not want to be bothered uh, anymore with the mayoral. Sure. Stuff. Okay. Play plain and simple, and so that we just sort of left left it at that. So there was that story. Uh, there was well, Jeff- when Mayor Hogsett being elected for a third term. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that Hogsett being elected for a big term for a big third term. Uh, the poll we did a week before the election. Uh, we also that was also a big story. The Jefferson Shreve, uh, Joe Hogsett uh, was ahead, and also uh, lots lots of little small stuff in between. But, th- but those were our big those were our big stories according to Indy Politics. Now, obviously. Uh, I would say the 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 biggest story uh, of the year. We're still getting analytics on this one. Uh, was when the, uh, Judge Patrick Dietrich basically said that Indiana system uh, primary system that you got to vote in two primaries to go on the ballot got tossed out. That was one of our biggest stories. Of that was the, year. the thing with like Jim Banks running for Senate, yeah, yeah, the John, right? yeah, yeah, the John and Russ, uh, John lawsuit. Russ did the lawsuit. Yeah, and now okay. the Supreme Court's uh, going to take a look at it. Uh, but so we're actually working on it for next week. Is uh, you have a lot of deadlines popping up. Like when you can file, uh, when you can withdraw, when you when you can challenge. What the, was the law again? Explain it. You, uh, you well, mentioned the, it there. Well, kind the of law passing. basically said if you want to run in a Republican or Democratic primary, you had to either a vote in two previous primaries or get a letter from your county chairman saying you were Republican or Democrat in good standing. <laughs> so ultimately, it could have came down to like whether or not this whoever the the public the, yeah the jackson county uh gop chairwoman could have just signed and said john russell's a uh, good guy he's a good republican and he's allowed to run and he's allowed to and run she it. didn't do that she didn't do it she wow. said no and that's when he decided to uh-huh. file the lawsuit he had to just let him run he'd have probably lost and everything would have been fine but being too cute by half and not go along with the program now we're here where he doesn't the, the law has changed you don't have to go well, through we, the process yeah, yeah the law the law's been stayed the law has stayed okay yeah and so the Supreme Court is going to hear the case, but the Supreme Court did not grant, did not uh, issue a stay of the of the, ah, of the, of the judge's okay, order. Okay. So the laws that's going to be in effect going forward, and the, the Supreme Court is going to hear the case on February twelfth. Interesting. But a couple of days beforehand is the filing deadline, and a couple of days afterwards is the oh, deadline to withdraw. Timing. So timing is going to be everything. And yeah. if you're going to challenge, how do you challenge? If this is, it's just going to be a that. That's why I say that's the biggest deal. 
right now. And this has, and, and I know it maybe sounds like we're in the weeds a little bit, but but folks, this has major shockwaves uh, into Indiana politics because what Judge Dietrich found was that uh, under the current law, 87% of Hoosiers could not run for public office. That's crazy. Because they hadn't voted previously yeah, 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 in yeah, different they, elections, they, most people don't vote in primaries. Because primary, they they do, they don't. They they vote in general elections, sure, but primaries, either either because there's no challenge or like. But it, it's funny. Like, what were they worried about with that law? Like, like they had to make the law because of some reason. It was, it was, it was like the a, law was because of Trey Hollingsworth. Really? Yes. They called him Tennessee Trey because he only lived in, he only voted one primary. Yeah. They said we need to stop this from happening again. So they. So that was his recent law. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Back in 2012. Tennessee yeah. Trey. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, folks, I yeah. do this stuff so you don't have to. I love it. No, this is awesome. We're hanging out with Abdul Akeem Shabazz. It's all Game of Thrones and House of Cards and. Did the you oval. see? By the way, if you haven't seen the uh, the episode on X with Tucker Carlson interviewing. Uh, uh, Kevin Spacey's character oh, from yeah. House of Cards. <laughs> I would go back and do that if I were you. Yes. It is. It is really good. It's you scratch my back and I won't stab you in yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else as we are uh, uh, wrapping it up here in the next uh, two or three minutes? What, um, what else is what What else is on your radar for twenty twenty four? Obviously, we got the governor's race is going to be a big deal. Uh, we'll see who makes the ballot, who gets their signatures. Uh, we got the Senate race. Got the presidential race. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be lots. Who of who has risk on the Republican side of not making the ballot? Um, I mean, I there's say, a couple a couple of lesser I, known names. I would on say there. technically right now Curtis Hill because you got to get 500 signatures from each congressional district, uh, 500 verified voter signatures. Curtis may have it's some a shame. Issues. I like Curtis Hill. Well, I mean that. Yeah, Kurt, Curtis has a lot of grassroots support, but the question is: yes. is enough grassroots support to get him the signatures that he needs? Because to get signatures, uh, you need at least. Uh, you need at least forty five hundred. That's that's five hundred from each congressional district, which means you need about a thousand or uh, ten thousand or so. Because you always got to have more. Than so what you, I mean, the, the GOP. Um, it, I mean, it's a crowded field for uh, that that, yes. that governor nominee the, the nomination. Yeah, for, uh, the, the biggest crowded field in, in, since I've been here in Indiana since two thousand four. And who do you think? I mean, is it bronze to lose right now? Just for the simple I, I, fact I, I that he's say, a senator, he's say got a lot of money. I would say technically, right now, it's Mike Bronze to lose, but right now. Uh, being the front runner of the governor's race, like being the tallest midget in the room, it doesn't really matter until we get to see who's on the ballot uh, come February. Does that Democrat challenger, was it McCormick? Yeah. Who used to be uh, Holcomb, superintendent, superintendent of construction. superintendent. Does she have a, a chance in hell at beating a Republican for I, I a would say, governor? I would say not likely, but anything can happen. Okay. All right. What That's, else do you do? What's, what's the plan for New Year's Eve, man? What, what, do you stay up late? Do you... Uh, do you make it to midnight? I mean, you don't have kids, so. Well, my wife and I, we we go out anytime, so New Year's Eve is kind of amateur. Amateur night. hour. So my wife yeah. wants to go down to Brown County and go hang out there for New Year's Eve. So. What did you get your wife for Christmas? What did she get you? Uh, my wife got me a nice big, uh, super big X Men comic book, like <laughs> big, a big, a big giant comic book. Is what my wife got me. Sure. Uh, I got her uh, a gift card to Evada, the oh. high price makeup thing. Oh, right on. Can't go wrong with that. Oh, you guys, you po- Abdul, you posted on your social media a picture of you and your wife from 2007 and then uh, juxtaposed with a picture of you and your wife from like two days ago. You guys look exactly the same. <laughs> Black don't crack, baby. <laughs> Um, real quick, a preview of uh, your conversation with Reverend Charles Harrison, which will air this Saturday on uh, yeah, your we show, talk, right? Yeah, we talked about uh, the homicide murder rate. Uh, murders are actually down 17%, but uh, Reverend Harrison still has some concerns about uh, what we call justifiable 
uh, homicides, uh, and the fact that so many young people feel they need to carry weapons to protect themselves. Uh, because if you get into a fight, uh, like some, yeah. back in our day, you got into a fight and that that was it, and you went on, dust yourself off, moved on. Uh, now if you get a fight, and you win. You got to worry about now somebody coming back and actually yeah. shooting you. So we had a, we had a really good in depth conversation about. Uh, crime in 2023 and what can be done ahead in 2024. When can people hear that? Uh, it's up on Indy Politics right now and also be up uh, Saturday uh, 1 to 3 here on uh, WIBC. All right, Abdul, uh, best wishes to you and your missus. Happy New Year, and we'll see you in 2024. Hey, you too, my friend. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.